Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back here on Bases Loaded. It's your boys, Brandon and Chris here, ready to talk some baseball. Uh, some things happened last week. We were not able to go live last week, so we will be talking about the last two weeks, basically, so far. The first week and a half of the 2021 season. Chris is rocking his San Diego Padres Brown. I don't know why. Did something happen on Friday? You know, something happened. 8,602 games. That's how long it took for my beloved San Diego Padres to throw a no-hitter. And the story's amazing. The fact that Joe Musgrove grew up here, a local boy, went to went to high school here, idolized Jake Peavy, wore, got a chance to come back home and wear Jake Peavy's number, number. and do this, it was... It's one of those weird things where as a San Diego sports fan, you're not used to stars aligning and things actually working out. But that was that was the storybook night, man. That was one of my favorite games I've ever watched as a baseball fan. Yeah, uh, I was pay like I was I was watching, but like not watching. I kept like checking um, uh, game day to see if he was still doing it. And I was like the eighth time. I'm like, oh shit! Oh come on, let's do this because I think the, like the Padres were like the only team that had never thrown a no hitter. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were the last one. So, but it was funny because you texted me in what the the eighth inning. <laughs> I'm oh, like, is it? I'm like, I'm like, like I didn't want to say it by saying it because I do believe in that whole superstition. You don't bring up a no hitter when a guy's throwing a no hitter. You know, I don't. I talked about it. I made a joke about it, throwing a JoJo in like the fourth inning. So, like, hey, if it happens, it happens. You know. So, and now I can jinx it all I want because going forward, I don't care. <laughs> Like today in the Diamondbacks game, Luke Weaver went six and a third of no hit. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, are we going to get another one? But he ended up not, but he still pitched really well. He gave up one hit through seven innings. It's not bad. Yeah. And it's like, it's like talking about the no hitter. I mean, you can just talk about how huge of a signing Joe Musgrove was for us this year. Like he's, he's, our, he's supposed to be our third or third starter this year. And he's got a zero ERA. What? I think it's 15 innings pitch. He's given up three yeah. hits this year. So I'm going to say it's worked out pretty well so far, but it's, it's just really cool for him. He's looked, he's looked very good in these first two games. And I think a lot of it has to do with being home. He talked about the first week of the season, being, being able to have dinner with his family and like hang out with them. And I think those little things made a huge factor for him. So, I mean, he's, he's looking like our ace right now, which is kind of crazy to say when you've got guys like Darvish and Snell who are still very good. I believe the Padres are number one or number two in ERA in baseball right now. So pitching staff is looking pretty good for my San Diego Padres right now. Yep, and they have a easy four-game series coming up here against the Pirates. So you you got to beat up on these teams that you are way better than, especially when you're in the same division as the Dodgers. Because oh, they're yeah. going to do the same thing. They will beat up on teams like the Rockies and the Pirates and the Diamondbacks. I'm going to say the Diamondbacks have not looked very good. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a tough year so far. So you guys. <laughs> hey, they're three and six now, I think. It's not bad. Three wins. <laughs> hey, they, they won a series against the Cincinnati Reds, who are, if you look at stats-wise, is the best offense in baseball right now. But that's... That is a stats view of it. So yeah, um, well, and it, it's it's funny because one of the games the Arizona Diamondbacks won, I actually got to witness in person, and I got to go to the ballpark for the first time in over a year. So I was there on that Sunday when uh, Paddock lost to the uh, to the Diamondbacks uh, three one or three one. So it was a uh, it was interesting being back in the ballpark. I'm not gonna say that's the reason, but that is a major reason why we didn't go live last week, people. 
I'm, I, I will say it was it was very smooth at the ballpark. Like everything went well. I know a lot of people have had horror stories about concessions and stuff like that, but everything worked well. The problem was getting out because so much stuff was closed. I think it took like 35 minutes to get out of the ballpark because they were trying to keep people separate. And you know, like it is what it is. They were. It was also a long game. That series, I felt like every game was long. So, dude, it was like four. Like I think that first game was like four hours plus. I'm like, geez, Louise, let's get this thing going. Like yeah. I get. I get the the complaint a lot of people have about baseball is that it's too long because there's no there's no time limit so they can take as long as they want and yeah some game like you'll just have guys who just you'll have these like six seven pitch at bats over and over and over and then next thing you know you're you're two hours into the game you're not even halfway through the fifth. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was slow moving. I mean, we, we've had a lot quicker games this weekend, but that's the thing about baseball. Sometimes games are just gonna gonna last a little longer than normal. But you know, I could watch a five hour game at this point. I'm just so happy it's actually back. <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm just glad that we get it every day here. Um, we haven't had many, many problems here. I'm trying to, because where is it? I want to pull up his actual line from that game because I think it was like nine or ten strikeouts or something. Um, I think it was. Hold on, I got the line right here. Let's see. It was. Uh, it was ten strikeouts. Ten so it's ten strikeouts. He he used all breaking stuff the last two innings basically, and I mean, you know, he, he had a pretty high pitch count, but it was it was a masterful performance. And you've got to look at a guy like Victor Caratini who has caught the last two no hitters in major league. Baseball, that is a is crazy stat. insane thing, but it's that is a crazy stat of all the days for it to potentially happen. You have Jerickson Profar playing first base, which he is a solid infielder and he's a solid player all around. But the fact that we have a guy who doesn't normally play first base playing first Cronenworth was at second. Kim was at shortstop. So it's like, it's just, you wouldn't have expected in some of the plays, Kim, I know we talked about it. There wasn't too many close calls in that game, but I think it was in the fourth inning that Kim grabbed that just bullet right at him and was able to throw him out was huge. Uh, Pro Farm, a huge captain on a line drive. And it was just balls were just being hit right to guys. Any of them that were hit hard were hit right to guys. So, so I had, that's not where I wanted you to start. I wanted to. So that man, by the way. So here's the last out of the game. The last out of the game. Stand is one in Texas. <laughs> Look at it. Let's go. Let's go. I love that, man. Ground ball to shortstop. Kim will go to first. The San Diego Padres get their first no hitter in the. That is another thing that I'm jealous of you of is your play by play guy is so much better than Steve Berthier. Right. I, I will say, and I don't know if there's many teams, fan bases that can make this claim, but we, we have the best broadcast team in baseball. Mud Grant and Don Arcillo together is Dude, just Grant, chemistry. Mud they has been there. Amazing. Dude, Mud has been there for since I've been watching. God, it's probably been like, what, 97? Yeah, and least? it's like he pitched for them, so he's been a huge part of this organization. And you could tell like the after the game, him and him and Don were talking, and you, you could see how much it meant to him. And it's it's for people like that. Like my dad, I, he never thought, he never thought he would see a no-hitter. And yet we sat there and watched it. It was still like an eighth inning. It's not going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's a bloop. It's a bloop. Because the last because, attempt was – Because it happens all – It happens all the time. Yeah, and so like the last one was Jordan Lyles, and me and him were at that game, and it was like a Wednesday one o'clock game. We're roasting in the sun. I didn't have sunscreen. It was about the fourth inning where I looked at him and went, "Well, I'm gonna get burned because I'm not moving." And it was the same thing. He's like, "Yep, we're just gonna sit here." And I think that one got busted up in the eighth, so it was a heck of an effort. But you know, you just 
when it's when it's been eight thousand six hundred in two games, you just kind of expect it to never happen. So it was it was a surreal night. It was it was definitely an amazing night. We celebrated that night, and it was a you know it was a good series. Most importantly, we went into Texas and got a sweep, which was the priority. So uh, yeah, things are things are looking pretty good in Padre Land right now. So do you want to talk about why Kim was playing uh, shortstop? Yeah, I mean, we haven't even had a chance to talk about that. But my uh, my beloved Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Friday against the Giants uh, on a swing. I mean, it looked terrible. Like you watch the replay and you're just like, oh, no, I, I legitimately thought we were headed for surgery in the worst. But um, what is it? A sublexer? I always I always get the mispronunciation of it wrong. But I guess it's just something that has uh, happened with him throughout his career and something that will. And it is something that will need surgery at some point. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I can't sit here and tell you exactly when. But uh, I know he took BP today. He was crushing balls during BP in Texas. He is with the team. They're hoping to have him back in the next couple days. But it's just kind of scary, especially when you give the guy that much money. You you notice the mistakes he's made in the infield this year. I mean, what does he have, five errors in like four the first four games or something? Yeah. Unreal like that. He's, he's been struggling at the plate. And I think a lot has to do with the, the weight of that contract. But uh I mean, you, you can tell he, he's not 100%. So hopefully this rest, getting everything, getting some time to just rest, it, it's a long season. So, I mean, if it's something where he needs to sit out longer, I'm more than okay with that because I think we've proven we have more than capable plug-in pieces. Kim is, has been struggling at the plate. He started to show some moments. So hit his first home run yesterday, which was awesome. But he he's a good, solid player. He's obviously not the caliber of Fernando Tatis Jr. at this time, but he is someone that can definitely hold the fort down for a month or two. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We might see him back for the Dodgers series, which would be really cool. But yeah, just kind of a wait and see with him right now. Just, just hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, I definitely was like, if he goes down, like you're, the thing is you guys are deep. So it's not like your season's over. But I think trying to keep up with the Dodgers might be a little bit more tough without him. Well, and it's it's like talking about deep, like Victor Caratini. He's not our starting catcher. That's Austin Nola, who's still out. And he's he's had the finger issue, and we don't know when he'll be back. But, you know, it just kind of shows the depth of this team. There, there's been a lot of players that have, that have stepped up so far early in the season. And uh, Grisham just came back, hit back-to-back homers the last two days. So yeah. Very good stuff. We we did, looks like we lost Adrian Morahan today. He uh Got pulled in the first inning, uh, elbow, elbow, uh, shoulder tightness. So obviously, oh you fear the worst for that right there. Yeah. And uh, but the Nelson Lamette, he just pitched a simulated game a couple days ago. He looks good. They're expecting him to start one of the games in Pittsburgh. And I mean, you've got a guy like Ryan Weathers. He just looks solid out of the bullpen this year. So he might be one of those guys that you can plug in with the spot start, especially with Morahone. I mean, we're in the stretch of seventeen straight days, so. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how this bull this this pitching staff is juggled the next week the next week or two. Yeah, the Padres are definitely gonna be a team to keep an eye on. Um, they have a huge weekend series next weekend against the Dodgers. That is that is gonna be the series to watch next weekend. And I am I am very excited. Uh, thanks to my amazing girlfriend, I will be at the ball yard on Saturday night for that Dodger game, and it, I expect a, a pretty fun weekend. It should be an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, so other big news from uh, last time we were on is Francisco Lindor signed a 10-year, $341 million deal. Do you think that they just gave him that one extra million just to say that it's more 
<laughs> oh no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's so I, I, petty. I guarantee you, that's what it's it was. So I, I love petty. it. I mean, I love it. You get the extra mil, you get the extra mil. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 good for him. He deserves it. He's been a solid player in the league for years. But you can tell, like, with kind of how it's been with the T's too. You can kind of tell that contract might be weighing on him a little bit early. He's uh, he's been a little slow out of the gates. I think he's batting what is it like 176 right now i mean obviously it's a very small stats sample don't size mean, but... uh, yeah stats don't mean anything well and that's the thing he, he, he will be fine and he'll get through it but yeah he i mean to lock somebody up like that is is huge for the mets and i know they're trying to build something special there so i know that's a, that's gonna be a huge piece for them going forward and uh yeah i mean the only thing i think they're missing right now is uh run support for jacob de <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping that he gets that because DeGrom, in my opinion, might be the best pitcher in all of baseball. Oh, you, you will have no argument for me there. And I mean, what was it? Eight innings, 14 strikeouts, and he and he did not get the win again. And yeah, it's it's amazing. The, the guy has put up some absurd numbers. What is it? The last, I think, since 2018. And the Mets are 36 and 42 in those games. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So since 2018, he's 10 and 9, 11 and 8. And then he was four and two last year. All three seasons of that ERA under two and a half. Yeah, he's 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 special to watch, and that's why when we were doing our season previews and talking, he about has everything, a ninety mile per hour changeup. He's he's filthy, and it, he shows it game in and game out, and that's why a one game playoff against the Mets is one of the most terrifying aspects I can think of in my mind because to have to try to go against a guy like that and get runs. Whew. He's uh he, he's on pace for another Cy Young year, which is just amazing. Yeah, uh, he 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 is slated to make thirty six million dollars this year. He's well worth it. So the Francisco Lindor deal has some interesting pieces. So from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty five, he has a fifteen team no trade clause. Twenty six to thirty one is a full no trade clause. He deferred fifty million dollars to the at the end of that 10 years. So from 32 to 41 is 50 million deferred. I mean, you know, you got to take care of yourself. It's smart. I mean, it is. Know, but we're talking about absurd numbers like that anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So he's slated to make about 32 million per year. Um, so yeah, you have two guys at 30 plus. I mean, you're in a huge market in that New York market. So paying guys $30 million doesn't seem that outrageous. Um, they are one of the, I'd say, overly hyped teams this year because of how they got Lindor and Carlos uh, Carrasco. But unless you score, it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter how good Jacob DeGrom pitches. Um, yeah. And I, doesn't he have three hits in his first two games too? Like I, I thought I read something like he has the most hits on the Mets team like while he's pitching or something like that. So, yeah, DeGrom – he has so he has three years not counting this year left on his deal. Yeah. yeah he cannot yeah. he he can opt out after the end of next season. That would be very interesting. But but like we said, I, I think the Mets are building something. If it's not this year, it's next year that they'll yeah. they'll be a playoff team. So it's like I you just hope you, you you just see guys like that and you just hope they don't waste his talent and he does get a chance to play in October and he does get to play in those big games. And yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think the Mets will be fine. I mean, they're in a tough division. We've seen it so far this year. The The Braves and Phillies have both started out pretty good. So um, yeah, they, they've got some challenges ahead of them. 
Yeah, they definitely do. Um, but it's a full 162 game season. It is a marathon, not a sprint like we had last year. So you could start somewhat slow, but if you start playing well in June and July and August, you could see yourself right there in the thick of it for that NL East. Because I think the NL East is up for grabs. Oh, I, I completely agree. I, th- I think I think the division. It's uh, obviously the Braves are are the best team in that division, and I think we can agree on that. But the the uh, the rest is not far behind, and, and I think that's where the interesting thing with the 162 game season is anything can happen. I think all five teams have like no one again is probably going to give the Marlins any credit, but Marlins made the playoffs last year. This this is true. Then, so, yeah, the the and the Nats. I mean, missing their first weekend series, starting one in five, like. What did they do that one year? They won the World Series. They were they were terrible to start, and they got Dude, hot yeah. at the right time. And just yeah, they were like ten games under five hundred at the end of May, in the year that they won the World Series. So yeah, yeah, with, that, with the guy with the guy like Scherzer uh, leading your rotation, you're you're you always have a chance. Yeah, you really do. Um, but I I just you you do feel bad for Jacob uh, Degrom. The guy has some of the best stuff that we've seen in all of Major League Baseball. But if you just look at his win-loss record, you're like, is he the best pitcher in baseball? Because he, his best season, he went 15 and 10, but he had an ERA of 3.53. Um, so he didn't really have. That was his best year. I think was that the year that they went to the World Series, twenty seventeen? No, when was eighteen, they... wasn't it? Okay, I can't remember. And like, if you look at his twenty eighteen numbers, ten and nine with a one point seven zero ERA. That is, like, if the Mets just gave him like three runs, three runs. That's all that's all he needs. That's all he needs. It's an instrumental lead at this point. That is all he needs. So I'm hoping that they with. Because I think on paper that that team could offensively should be able to score some runs with Alonzo, Conforto. Did you see how they won their game a couple days ago? Yeah, that's another thing we did not get a chance to talk about. That was unbelievable. I just the fact that they, I just, I just can't because the ump came out afterwards and said like that was only that should that should have been a strike. That ball was in the strike zone and he got he got him he got he got he got hit by a pitch. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you. Uh, sometimes things go your way. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, and I mean that's that's one thing we can talk about with everyone is is, is the strike zones of the umpires this year. And it's like, I, I truly do think a lot of it has to do with the technology improvements and the fact that we're seeing the K zone every pitch and we we see exactly where the ball goes. But there's been some atrocious calls behind the plate this year so far. Yeah, there's been some really bad ones. Um, I I I think that's what makes fans so frustrated is that a K zone. I I feel like if they didn't have the K zone and we didn't see what was a oh, strike, yeah. what was a ball, we wouldn't have such an uproar. Yeah, so it's, think- it's like it's right there in front of our eyes. And I've talked to my dad about this multiple times. He's been watching baseball for decades, and yeah, he's like, you know, it's not that the umps are worse; it's just that we're better at seeing their calls. And I, I think that there's a lot to be said about that. So, yeah, we shall see if it gets any – it probably will get worse. 
especially for there are certain there are certain umpires that I don't know how they still have a job. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I, I I'll ask you, and I wish Blake was here because I'd love to hear his thoughts too. But I mean, we we have to look at some point down the road going to a robot strike zone, right? I think they should uh, it's they should be assisting at the start and see how it works. Like basically, they have a little um, earpiece that um, basically it buzzes if they get the wrong call. So like if it's a strike and they call it a strike, good. But if it's a ball, but they call it a strike, then it uh, buzzes and then they know, oh, that was the wrong call or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's it's kind of the point where I mean, it, it's it's such an integral part of the game and it's it's very fascinating when you look at pro sports as a whole and baseball has this system where it's still just kind of on an eye and whether it's right or wrong it's whatever the person behind it is calling it and i just you just wonder at some point if you have to change it but it, it's definitely a, an interesting conversation that uh that always fascinates me yeah um i personally would would rather them just get rid of the human umps altogether and just have it be robot umps cuz i People say, oh, human error is a part of the game. I don't care. I want the correct call. Yeah. Hey, if Joe West is out of a job, I'm happy. Oh, my God. That'd be so great. That would be so great. But uh, no, one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is the uh, your thoughts on the uh, the start of Shohei, Shohei Otani this year. He's a. Uh, he's that first inning. So Dude, that, that first inning where he is the first one to throw, I, th- I, I think it was 100.8 miles an hour. And then the bottom half, he hits that just missile. I believe it was 460 feet or something like that. Yeah, like it was insane. But I mean, his bat, like he's got like three home runs this year already. He's uh he's looked really good. And that's somebody that we've been kind of waiting on the last two years. Obviously, the Tommy John set him back, and, and you know, like he's had his struggles. But it seems like he's finally that guy that the Angels paid for, and he's been fun to watch. And that Angels team has been very fun to watch so far this season. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up. That's you see how he's doing. And then later in that game, um, there was a play at home plate, and I got worried there for a second. Oh, that was that was a scary looking play. I mean, you know, it seemed like he jumped away from it, but that first look, I thought I thought he got his ankle taken out and hit his elbow on the ground, and it was just like, no, this guy. You feel bad for him because he gave up those runs late, but other, I mean, that was a very interesting. But yeah, that was very scary at the end. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So, hold on. Why is it showing Troy Gloss? We love Troy Gloss, Angel's Legend. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Shehei Otani is batting 294, three homers, 11 strikeouts, though. Like, yeah. That is one thing that he does struggle with. Yeah, but I mean, that's the league as a whole. And it's like one of those things where now, uh, you know, strikeouts are just kind of an okay part of baseball for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, and he's only had the one start. He pitched four and two-thirds, but he only gave up two hits. Um, I wonder how much farther he would have gone had he not gotten hurt on that play. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, he was pitching well, and it's like he probably would have kept going. So, I mean, it's I know he gave up those runs there, but he would have at least gotten through the inning. But uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know exactly what kind of leash uh, – Joe has him on, but yeah, I mean, he's 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 gonna be fun to watch this year, man. I'm very excited. If I, if I see the Angels are on TV and he's he's pitching, I will I will find a way to watch that game. Yeah, yeah, I try and watch as many out of market games as I can, just because I like to be up to date on as much as I can. 
Um, yeah, I've, I've watched I've watched a good amount this year. I mean, I, every night, like if if it's not the Padres, and I mean we've played basically every day but one so far. So if it's not the Padres, I'll I'll, I'll pop something else on. I'll watch. Uh, I've watched actually probably more Diamondback games than than any other team outside of the Padres. Well, because you played them the first four games. Yeah. Well, then they had that really late inning game a couple in Colorado. That one uh, that went like what 13, 13. 14 innings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was, I was watching that one because it was on. So. Yeah, that one was weird because the whole runner starting on second, like each team would keep getting around because you bunt, sack fly, bunt, or sack fly. Um, Major League Baseball th- thought this would make it short. I'm like, this may actually make it longer. Yeah, because everyone's just going to score. And it's like, it's it, it's always interesting to see teams' uh, like strategies when it comes to that because the Padres lost their uh, extra inning game to the, to the Giants and it was uh, try to bunt the guy over and automatically give up the out didn't work out and they ended up not getting the guy home. So, um, you know, you see a lot of different, different strategies when it comes to that runner on second. So. Wow. Uh, they're getting Otani for a freaking steal. He's only getting paid $3 million. This oh time. yeah. That contract was very friendly. I mean, they had to pay a lot to, to get him over here, but, uh, that that's why I'm really glad to see him finally looks like reaching the potential that we all were excited about. And anytime Mike Trout says that you're probably the most exciting player in baseball, you know, it's like, <laughs> I guess we listen to that man. Yeah, we probably should probably should. Uh, he is, I think it's closer now, but he is the best player in baseball. I think Mookie Betts, based on what he did in last year's postseason, closed that gap. Yeah. And Freddie Freeman is a guy that doesn't get talked about enough, but he he's that dude too. And I mean, there there, there is a lot of talent in baseball right now, and we are we are very fortunate to be alive to watch all these guys go. Yeah, definitely. Um, let me see. So yeah, Angels are tied for first with the Houston Astros. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm a little sad Blake's not here because I wanted to ask him what happened this weekend because they dropped two straight to the Angel to the Oakland Athletics, right? I believe so. They did, yeah. A three and seven A's team, which means uh, I, I think all their no, all of their wins but one have come against the Astros. So. Yeah, uh, the Diamondbacks actually play the A's in a two-game series starting tomorrow. That'll be must-see TV. <laughs> yep, yep, they lost two in a row, two to six and seven to three. And why? There, there's been some weird off days lately for some of these teams. Like yeah. you'll see, like I would assume that almost every team should be playing on a Friday, but there were a lot of teams that had an off day this past Friday. Well, and then the weirdness with the A's and the Astros because they had an off day today. It's Sunday. Yeah, it's yeah. It's I, been weird. <laughs> yeah, it's been they've been it's been a weird schedule so far. Well, and the fact uh, that the Padres have had one day off this season so far, and their next day off isn't even until the 26th of uh, April. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a crazy stretch for them right now. But, uh, you know, these, these guys are used to it, and they're getting back into that long grind. So they'll be fine. So uh, some other news here in the past two weeks is Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game from Atlanta to Colorado, which – I don't think is entirely fair because it's not like the Braves had anything to do with the reason why. Yeah, but it's the, the precedent has been set in other pro leagues. You saw the uh, the NBA did it a couple of years ago. They moved the game out of Charlotte. I know there was some NCAA tournament stuff that got moved before. I can't remember exactly where, but I mean, 
you, you've got to, you've got to give credit to major league baseball for, for making a move like that. Cause I mean, yeah, you can, you can make the debate one way or the other, whether it was the right move, but to actually make that move, like that's a huge deal to, to, to strip an all-star game from a city like that. Yeah. And what the weird thing is, is when, when they took it from Atlanta, I don't know if they had it already said they were moving to Denver or they just took it. No, no, no. They, they took it. They said the site was to be determined. So there was a lot of sites going around. I know Milwaukee was in the conversation because of his history and relationship with Hank Aaron. But uh, yeah, they ended up uh, settling on Colorado because they were already working on bids for the future. So they kind of had the infrastructure set up already. So I know that was a factor. And I know that it wasn't going to be Los Angeles because they get it next season. So why? Yeah. I mean, you could have done it with the Angels. That would have been. I mean, I, there's, I, there's nothing wrong with my ballpark either. But uh, I will say a home, a home run derby at Coors Field should be a lot of fun. <laughs> there, when was the last time? All-Star the last game? All-Star game there was 1998. And I know Barry Bonds and Tony Gwynn were in that. So it was a little different era. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, I might start looking at tickets because that would be something fun to do. Just because yeah. I like to travel, and that that that's a decent enough excuse to go travel to Denver. Yeah. Well, and speaking of tickets, you you got a chance to go to a go to a, a baseball game this year already too, right? Yeah, great that, time at the ballpark, right? Uh yeah. So I had fun at my seat. It was fun. Um, they when I bought my ticket about a week ago, only the upper section was open. So, which I don't typically like to sit at. I like sitting on uh, field level. So that was kind of disappointed by that. Um, but they had twenty five percent capacity, but they only had like a quarter of the actual concessions open. Yeah. So the lines for concessions were outrageous. It, I stood in line for 30 minutes, so almost probably an inning and a half, to get a hot dog and a soda. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And uh, yeah, I mean, the same thing I know happened opening day here because they're using apps and there was issues with ordering and they have, didn't have as many concession stands open. And I mean, it's it's going to be interesting early in the season to kind of go to these ballparks and fans are fans are going to have to deal with this. Like, you know, it's it's been over a year since these guys have operated and they're operating in these weird times right now. So they're doing the best they can. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll only get better as the season goes on. But yeah, I know it was brutal for some people's, but it sounded like the Diamondbacks, like, tone to it and uh and actually like made sure to be apologetic to the fans which is yeah. which is a nice touch yeah yeah i definitely liked uh how they did that they came out and said yeah we kind of dropped the ball on this one for that first game so um basically they said anyone that had a ticket to that game uh will be contacted about getting a free ticket for a future game um i kind of after this game because i did not have the best experience um, I may not go until like everything gets opened up at full uh, uh, capacity. No, that, that's fair. Like, yeah, I mean, I I actually really enjoyed it. Like, we were we were in our own little section. We were in like the the, the first row of the corner of the second deck, so we were really no one was around us. You can use the tarps over the seats as tables, which is nice. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to be back in the ballpark. But yeah, it's uh, it's not something I'm gonna do like every day. Like I'm gonna go to every a game here or there, and you know, we'll kind of go from there. And hopefully, in the summer, once things kind of start get back to some normalcy, we'll be able to get back in the ballpark. And uh, yeah, oh, fun fact: uh, how many beers do you think I had at my first baseball game back in person? I'm gonna go zero. 
Zero is correct. I actually sat there staring at the field the entire time. I was so focused. I was like, I don't need anything right now. Because you, cause you probably hadn't been to a game since, what, 2019? Yeah, September 2019. I mean, you, you can make the, the case that I went to those two games where I watched on my friend's balcony when I watched the ALCS and then Clevenger's first start at Petco. But that was with binoculars far away. And, you know, it wasn't the same experience. So, yeah, it was... I got chills like walking down to my seat. It was one of those things where it just—it had been a while. So <laughs> my so my last game at Chase Field was in 2019, but I went to a couple spring training games last year before they shut it all down. Yeah. So it had been over a year since I went. So I was like, you know what? I gotta go. I gotta experience it. I got that checked off. So I don't really plan on <laughs> uh, going back anytime soon. That's, that's fair, isn't it? Everyone's going to have their own decisions. So it's like, you know, baseball, one, the one, I think but the one thing we learned more than anything this last year is baseball is great on TV. You've got the camera angles. You've got everything. There's no way yeah. to the bathroom. There's so many positives to it. So Yeah, you don't have to stand in line for 30 minutes if you want a, a, some food and a drink. So that's always well, nice. It's like you can buy a six-pack of beer for the same price you're going to pay for one in the ballpark. <laughs> Yeah, you just go to the grocery store. I was like, it's cost efficient. It's cost efficient. It is. It is, it is extremely cost efficient there. Uh, let me see. Do we have anything else that we need to... Uh, we talked about the no-header, the all-star game, the extension, the Grom. Is there anything else you think we should talk about here? I mean, I'm thinking, and it's like, it's, it's, you can't make like wild speculations early, but I mean, it's just, it's been great to watch baseball. There's, there's been some very entertaining games. There's been some there's been some history like it's it's been a really cool week and you know it's just uh i'm really glad everything's back right now it's yeah sitting on my couch watching baseball every day is how it should be yes um i just i like having the structure in my life knowing that i get to watch at least one baseball game a day yeah. uh whether it's right when i get off work or i i prefer uh evening baseball I, it's just me. It's kind of what I uh, grew up on. Like I, there was always a game on at night. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, I love evening baseball. It's great to be getting ready to go to bed at like ten thirty, eleven, and be like, oh, who's still playing, and like checking out a game here or there. But um, I mean, I, I do love day baseball. It's just going to a game in day baseball, especially in San Diego, where there's not a lot of covered like cooking in the sun for a while is not as ideal i'd rather have a hoodie on and be sitting there uh, at night where there where there's no crazy sun so <laughs> right yeah that is always nice there but yeah no there's still you can't put too much stock into some players stats or their or team's records at this point um because we don't know if that's where they're going to be in four to six weeks i think you can start taking a look June 1st. I feel like that is a good a good time to if, if you're a fan to get really excited or start to worry. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and one other thing we haven't talked about is the uh, the next time we we uh, get together, I will have already obtained and it'll be the show 2020, 2021. So Me too. It is that time of year. It's still the most annoying thing in the world that we don't get the game before the season starts, but I am so excited to play this year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be playing that uh, like I've been playing last year's version like crazy the last six weeks. <laughs> like you it's gotta, like you, you got to get your fix, right? Yeah, I'm like I need something to do. I'm like, uh, let me just go play some baseball. It's beautiful. Hey, it's, it's yeah, beautiful. it is nice. Uh, where can we find you um, online, Chris? 
I mean, my social is at SportsBrain. It's basically everything. So I, I, I got on it early and I was able to keep it. So <laughs> that's where I am. Uh, but yeah, just uh, next weekend's going to be a lot of fun. Padres, Dodgers, round one. It, it'll it'll be good. Yeah, who's going to take that first series and kind of take the lead there? It's going to be very exciting to see. Uh, you can find me everywhere on Twitter and Instagram at BrandonBuck88. Um, make sure to go ahead and give us a follow the show Twitter, uh, bases loaded, uh, bases loaded at I I E S R that is I E sports radio. Make sure to give us a follow there to stay all up to date on everything that we're doing. It was a fantastic show. Um, if you're going to watch one series next weekend, make sure it's Padres Dodgers. That is going to be the series to watch. Um, it's going to be very entertaining and very exciting to watch. Uh, make, make sure to like this video. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not yet. We would appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you all later.